One of the tougher and possibly most misunderstood jobs at the SFMTA is that of the parking control officer. Lots of people perceive us as just meter maids. We're not meter maids. We do a lot more than that. Welcome to Taken with Transportation, the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency's official podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Kalross, and we're spending some time with some of the agency's parking control officers, or PCOs, to learn what they do and how they help keep San Francisco running efficiently. It's a sunny morning at San Francisco State University, and PCOs Scott Ong and Todd Baxter are enforcing the rules for using disabled placards to park in blue zones or in metered spaces for free. We see a young man pull into a space. He has a disabled placard, but, as it turns out, is misusing it. Ong explains the penalties to the man. Placards being confiscated, two citations issued by my partner here. Okay, and one's going to be for the meter. $92, okay? Oh my God, I've here for five seconds. I got to pay 100 Two citations issued, okay? What's the like second Like I said, one? the first one is for the meter. The second one is kind of hefty. Oh, what? Okay, $866. <laughs> These fines are not uh, by MTA. This is from California. You can always contest the citations on the back right here. Request for review. You can write a letter. It's up to them when they read it at the citation hearing. They throw it out, yay or nay. The young man takes the two citations and heads to class while Ong goes over what just happened and how he and Baxter determined the violation. The gentleman parked his vehicle at a metered spot, hung up the placard. We stayed to the side, got out of the vehicle, put on his backpack, and we gave him the opportunity to pay for the meter. He walked away from the meter showing no attempt to pay for the parking space. So therefore we approached him, identified ourselves verbally and with our badges, and uh, asked to verify his placard that he hung with his ID. While doing that, we asked him, who does the placard belong to? And instantly he said, oh, this is my mother's placard. I said, where's your mother at? He said, oh, she's in Fairfield. Therefore, we call that a misuse. So he got issued two citations, one for the meter and the other one for the misuse, and we confiscated the placard. The Department of Motor Vehicles issues disabled placards to people, not vehicles. So if the young man's mother had been with him, using the placard to park without paying would have been fine, but she was miles away. About half an hour or so later, we come upon a vehicle with a placard, but that's parked illegally in front of an apartment building near campus. We immediately hear a woman calling out of a window, but it takes us a minute to spot her. Oh, hey. Yes, ma'am. We need to move. It's in a crosshatch. Basically for a van who has, uh, you know, the fold-out thing, and then the wheelchair can roll out. Okay. All right. I'll move right now. You got it. Ong tells the woman that with her placard, she can park in any of the other spaces in the area, including blue zones, but not in that crosshatch space reserved for vehicles with access ramps. No citation is issued and we move on. PCO Todd Baxter then talks about what a typical day is like for him and Ong on this detail. We roll around the city. We try to verify placards, make sure that they're currently valid. Oftentimes it could be expired. Other violations could be lost, stolen. The owner could be deceased and someone else is using it. It could be um, reported unclaimed or surrendered. Scott and I just roam around and look for people in the blue zones, 
at meters, uh, residential parking, timed areas, um, wherever the placards will be put up. We kind of roll around, check them out, and uh, make sure they're good. Baxter adds that the detail is about more than citations. It's about making sure an important accommodation is available. These spaces are, they're needed. The people that park there need them and making sure that the people that are parking there should be there, it's needed. So we always want to make sure that the people that are needing the spot can always have the spot if, if it's available. Ong adds to that. You know, think about your, your, your grandparents or your parents or somebody that you know, a family member who really needs that spot, who really needs to be closer to wherever they got to go. The convenience for the person who, who needs that. I feel like we're doing something good. The general public, I feel, they look at us like we are, uh, I guess you can say monsters. But on this detail, when we go and take a bad placard off of the street, people that really do need the spot, they see it and they see what you're doing and they thank us for it. it it's kind of uh, nice to get a thank you versus somebody screaming at us. And speaking of that, even though, as we heard, the young man the pair cited today was good-natured about it and respectful, Baxter says that isn't always the case. None of us really want to cite anyone. We're in a profession where, you know, we're taking money out of people's pockets. So no one's ever going to be really happy getting a, uh, a ticket, especially the tickets that we issue. So if we do have confrontation, then we try to use what we, you know, have been taught in our uh classes that we take just to defuse situations and you know sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. After spending some time with Ong and Baxter we catch up with parking enforcement assistant director and captain Kent Chu just outside his office south of Market. We talk about the parking enforcement program in general. We're about 300 or so people low 200s actively right now a lot of general public see us as just what we deem as general enforcement and this will include our officers either by foot or uh, driving the three vehicles or on bicycle where they either enforce meters or immediate hazards. General Forms also includes residential parking. We also got the yellow zone programs, which is kind of self-explanatory. Any car that shouldn't be in a yellow zone or commercial zone, we help move them and tow them along. We also help with the port. We also help with major events. A lot of people see us with traffic control, but I guess what's understated is Aside from writing tickets and doing traffic control is, is how much we deal with the general public in itself. The city has been pushing a lot on having more events within the city, just like we had in the past. And we've been asked a lot more now to support a lot of traffic control, helping with guidance, uh, moving along traffic, assisting with turnover, just creating general order for traffic. And this includes all major events, if not sport events. We support our two major teams in the, in the city for Chase and the Giants. Also, any weekend events, parades, fairs, conventions, especially especially in the city. Construction and development hasn't stopped, and we've been supporting a lot of that as well. We asked you what would happen if there were no parking regulations or enforcement, and instead we simply let people park wherever they want for as long as they want. His answer is simple. That would be problematic at best because parking is at such a premium in San Francisco. If I do drive and I do want to park and say, I want to be able to have a parking spot. And then it goes to the underlying basic premise of our job is maintaining the turnover on parking and allow people to park. Another thing is, if when you do drive or, or catching the bus, whatever, you want the flow of traffic to be maintained. And that's also part of our job. Just let's say another thing, crosswalks. For someone to park or block a crosswalk or someone to double park, you know, prevent a bicyclist from, from going through their allotted lane, well, hey, 
that's where we come in and we move those cars along or we go inside. Chu says that people tend to think the work of PCOs is just to generate revenue. But in addition to everything else he's mentioned, parking control officers also help keep our streets and everyone who uses them safe, including during emergency situations. If there's any immediate hazard, like a fire, it's something we get called to. If we could hold a perimeter for something like that, it's even better for the public at that point. It's an extra layer. I mean, given we're not declared as first responders, but we're close enough to, you know, events like that, that where, hey, we can contribute and we can keep keep life flowing, whatever the situation is. And she reiterates what Baxter and Ong told us about the potential for anger and confrontations over tickets. Bottom line is signing up to be a parking control officer is dangerous to begin with, just in terms of, the nature of our job and how the public feels about us. And given some of the social economic issues these days, it's become more of an issue. Of course, there are plenty of people who do understand that it's not right to get mad at PCOs for enforcing parking regulations. Lenny Jack works at the Designer Consigner on Sacramento Street in Presidio Heights. Having gotten tickets myself, and I feel anger towards the individual handing it out, even though it's, you know, out of their control, they're just the messenger. They just, they hand out bad days, so I can totally see how people can take it out on them, but it's part of their job. Jack adds that she and her co-workers appreciate the PCOs who work in the area around the consignment shop. From time to time, if we have someone doing a drop-off and their meter has run out, an officer will come in and kind of pop their head in and say, hey, I have an expired meter out here, like, do you know anything about it? Sometimes the customer will be like, oh, that's me, and they'll turn around and, you know, fix it and whatnot. When someone comes in and does that, it's nice to see, honestly. Now we head over to Leavenworth Street in the Tenderloin, where PCO Ruben Ravellis is supporting a homeless outreach operation to connect unhoused San Franciscans with services and clean the sidewalks where people have been living. The purpose of this detail is to make the area safe by clearing the street so the homeless outreach team can do its work. Ravellis tells us a few agencies are involved in these operations to ensure that the city's most vulnerable residents are offered help. It's a combined team of SFPD, fire department, VPW. Uh, we have a city inspector and ourselves. It's kind of like a family run. You know, we, we take care of each other and uh, we do our own little thing by giving the support. Ravellis has been working on homeless outreach support for about six months. And prior to that, he was on what's known as complaint detail. He tells us he was assigned to a certain area and would respond to residents' concerns. You get calls from our dispatch saying, okay, we can have a list of three or four. We go to a certain one. It could be one for blocking the driveway or someone on the sidewalk or someone in the red zone. We go ahead and uh, cite them. And if it's possible to tow their car, we tow the car if it's blocking someone's driveway. Uh, we also do traffic control when there's an accident or something that happens in, in that area. And uh, when we don't have any calls, then we're just patrolling for people that are in violation. Ravellis sometimes gets a little frustrated with the perceptions people may have of PCOs. We're not just meaner mates. You know, we do a lot more and people don't realize that. And that's a, one that gets my goat all the time is when they call me a meaner mate. Because I don't know, I can't remember when the time I did a meaner, you know? so. You know, that's a lie. I, I did do meters, but that's not what I do, you know. But ultimately, he approaches his work with more kindness than frustration. You have to have a little compassion, too, you know, with, with people. You know, if they come up to you and, you know, you haven't begun writing that ticket, you know, just remind them, hey, make sure you pay your meter or 
don't block the red zone, you know. There's a reason why we're out here. And hopefully people will have compassion for all the PCOs who do this very demanding job. Thank you for joining us on Taken with Transportation. We're a production of the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency, and you can find the latest episodes at sfmta.com slash podcast, as well as Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I'm Melissa Kalross. Be well and travel well.